welcome one and all to the very, very first, very, very first episode of Funkatopia Soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some things that we're always going to do no matter what shows that we're doing. Uh, for those who are fans of Funkatopia Live, which we've been doing for many, many years, uh, this is a little bit different. We wanted to have a show that was dedicated to covering music and I'm, I'm going off script already, but I just kind of wanted, I felt like we kind of need to preface things a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyways, this is a show where we'll be focusing on new music from signed and unsigned artists and giving our truthful and candid reviews. Yeah. But it, it's kind of more, I, we use the word reviews loosely right. just because of the fact that we're not reviewing it in any type of negative way we just want you to hear and experience brand new music that's out there uh, we will obviously do our best to avoid being insanely negative <laughs> we realize that artists spend uh, a lot of time and, and effort and money on creating music and typically don't release it to the public until they feel like it's a i guess reviewable product um, and, but i consistently get emails every single day from labels and artists that are releasing new material and they want us to do proper coverage on Funkatopia. And very honestly, it, as far as Funkatopia is concerned, Funkatopia.com, if it's not really funk music, then we most likely will not review it. Right. Uh, but this is different. This is Funkatopia's soundstage. This is, we have so many, uh, Jeff Page and myself are very, very eclectic musicians. We listen to so many different styles of music. When I was talking about the reviews, you were going to say something. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, as I say, we understand that these are their babies, and so we we're we're aware of that as well because you know we get it. Yeah. So Jeff Page and I grew up in the same decades, actually the same exact year. We are only like a month apart. And uh, we were born in the same year. We listened to many different varieties of music. Uh, I went through a heavy rock phase, a jazz stage, a new wave stage, an R&B stage, a funk stage. I'm still in the funk stage and many more. And I still love listening to music from all of those genres. And I'm pretty confident that Jeff Page is the exact same way. Right. right. I am. And, and I also listen to classical can't leave that out. I, I love classic. Yes. And, and over the years I've grown and we've learned to appreciate different varieties. And we both know that no matter what genre there might be, uh, there's, there's always something that a person can find that they like, you know, even if it's not within that genre, they don't care for. Yeah. And th I mean, there's going to be some things that we probably won't talk about, or we won't cover like, you know, uh, some of the binaural beats or anything like that. As, I don't know how much we can add review-wise or any, you know, there's going to be some things that we probably can't get into, like opera and whatnot. But, you know, we might touch it. Who knows? You, we, you just never know. Yeah. So, anyways. Amadeus. <laughs> Rock me, Amadeus. Uh, but before we go into our very first episode of Funkotopia Soundstage, that this episode, we want to kind of let you know who we are. So again, some of the fans of Funkatopia Live, you kind of know who we are a little bit, but kind of wanted to help you understand us musically a little bit more. So before we kind of do some music reviews, today we'll be reviewing three songs, but on a typical episode, it'll be around five songs. So it's not going to be like a really long extended show like Funkatopia Live is. This is more just to help you discover 
new music. So we will briefly talk about each of our musical influences so that you have a general idea of what type of musical background that we come from and what kind of music that we listen to and outside of the funk realm, which you are used to seeing us associated with on a regular basis. I was born in 1968. So I feel as if, I mean, my personal opinions, I feel is that I grew up in probably the best times of music. I mean, my parents were hippies. Uh, I had beads hanging from my door. I, I didn't have a regular door in my bedroom. I had beads. I think when they stayed together, they made like a, an, a, an image or something. It, but I had beads on my door. I mean, my parents were like my total full-blown hippies. My, they would put me to sleep uh, listening to the Moody Blues, Every Good Boy Deserves Favor, or A Question of Balance, uh, or The Beatles, all those types of acts that had a little bit more of a psychedelic edge to it. So I remember seeing Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band and the Yellow Submarine in the movie theater. Anything that was pretty much revolved around the Beatles I was listening to. Uh, and for a time, we lived in the projects of Detroit, Michigan, and there was a small radio that I had in my room uh, that would sometimes pick up uh, classic rock and roll. Was, it was just rock and roll station then. It wasn't classic. It was just what it was. It was the music of the time at that time. But at night, it would pick up like R&B soul station. So during the day, I would get Steve Miller Band and the Beach Boys and the Doors and Eagles and Bee Gees and Queen. And then at night when the other station would start picking up and kicking in, I would be getting doses of Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind & Fire with Ohio Players and the Barquets, Lenny White, and Marvin Gaye, and all those types of similar acts. And that style of music was what I grew up with the most. And, and, and it's that, that specific style, the R&B and soul, was what I gravitated more, probably because of the fact that I was listening quietly in my bedroom at night while staring at the, at the ceiling, you know, just kind of absorbing the music subliminally in the silence. Then when the eighties came around and we moved to Atlanta, Atlanta came with its own style of music, especially in the eighties when you had LaFace records and you had all that going on here in Atlanta, there was a whole different thing that was starting to burgeon here in Atlanta. But I started to gra gravitate more towards new wave music, which included The Fix and Peter Gabriel and The Police and Thomas Dolby and XTC. And then, of course, Prince, which was funk, but he also had that new wave edge to him as well. In 1983, in Atlanta, would be the first time that I would see Prince in concert at the Fox Theater. And then I restarted gravitating towards dance music, and I would listen to Janet Jackson and The Time and Michael Jackson and Cameo. And then, of course, all those one-hit wonders like Giorgio. Do you remember Giorgio? Yeah. Giorgio, Wawani, uh, Rockwell, Falco, all the dance stuff that was on, on the radio. I, I just loved all that stuff. And then when the 90s came around, I, I pretty much just tuned out. I wasn't really a big fan of a lot of the music that was coming in the 90s. Um, there was some stuff that caught my attention. I mean, like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Splendor, uh, Eve Six, Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana, that types of stuff. But I, I, oh, and King's X. I really got hooked on King's X, like really hardcore. Still one of my favorite bands to this day. And I was also performing as a, as a musician, uh, performing lead vocals with live bands in the late 80s and the first part of the 90s, bands like Ulterior Motive and New Reality and Sly Winkerdean and some others. So if you've ever, if you knew any of those bands during that time, that was me singing in those bands. Um, and we did some local touring as well. And But the stuff that we were doing then was more in the vein of 
the harder funk, like Living Color, Fishbone, 24-7 Spies, that kind of stuff. So the funk was always there. But essentially, I love all styles of music, all styles. So that kind of gives you me in a nutshell. So that's one of the things that you're going to experience here is a little bit of all types of music. If you like the harder funk, we're probably going to play some harder funk. If you like some of the jazz stuff, we'll probably get to that too. Just let us know what you want to want us to check out. New music is what we're kind of focusing on, but uh, you know, so that's that's kind of my background. Jeff, why don't you share a little bit about your, about your background? Yeah, cool. Well, I'm going to try not to break it down by year, but I'll, I'll probably do it anyways. <laughs> um, but I was born and raised in Boston. So, and my parents always had music around and it was always playing and it was, it was records. It was always about the, the, the vinyl, it was vinyl, of course, and eight tracks, the <laughs> eight tracks. Yes. Um, so back then it was black music for sure with my parents. It was, uh, I had influence from Confunction and Fifth Dimension and Parliament Funkadelic. You know, there was Smokey Robinson, James Brown, it was all of this stuff. 60s and you know all of those guys in 70s whatever they were doing my parents had records and we were listening and singing that um i always had some new album or again <clears throat> eight track and i would always sing along with it now i wasn't put on the spot to be forced to sing but i loved that music and it was the Tavares that really pulled me in when they came out with uh, hardcore poetry and it was on eight track that we had it so, you know, an eight track of that, and I knew exactly where it would skip, and I would just keep singing and stop and skip and then sing. And it was, <laughs> was it. So then, then music started to change a little bit, but my parents grew and changed with it. They were still buying the albums. Again, Larry Graham, Graham Central Station. You started getting more of Michael Jackson, of course, and Stevie mm -hmm. Wonder, more and more. And they were getting comedy albums too. So, you know, I was listening to Steve. That's my first. Uh, hearing of Steve, uh, Steve Martin. And Steve Martin, at uh, Steve Martin's album, comedy album, Wild and Crazy Guy, I literally had that entire album memorized. Memorized, right. And and memorized, all the way down to that, matter of fact, whenever you hear me do that, for instance, the Jota de Suite de Deux that's from, <laughs> that's from the Steve Martin, uh, Wild and Crazy Guy. I had that entire album memorized so yeah, yeah I, I and george clinton's i'm george clinton george carlin's uh toledo window box yeah so i i totally get the comedy part yeah, of that for sure yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. yeah. Tr trumbipulation you know like we we yeah. all um and even listening to newer stuff as things were going we always kept and played the old stuff so nothing was lost it was all burned in it was just keep going um the the thing about living in boston is you're affected by the music you listen to by the radio stations and it was kind of limiting. So a lot of what we listened to, what I grew up on was Steely Dan, Fleetwood oh, Mac. And, yeah, good you know, and, and Whatever was hit radio at the time until I finally learned about the, an AM station called WILD. That was the only black radio station there was and it was at limited hours, I think it was originally, I, I don't remember, but that was it. So um, I wasn't buying albums and I didn't know who ne necessarily was connected to what, how many songs were on what album, but I knew Fly Like an Eagle was amazing. <laughs> and Dust in the Wind was moving, you know, everything about it. And so musically and lyrically, I've, I heard the whole gambit. And then Sugar Hill Gang happened. And that's- What was her, what was her name? The, the lady that came up with uh, the, the concept of Sugar Hill Gang. Um, 
You talking about I their saw, Blondie? No, the, the there was a maybe that was her name, but it it was this. She was a black promoter. Oh, I guess it was in Detroit or whatever, and she heard about the hip hop thing kind of underground, and she decided to put together the yes. Sugar Hill Gang. Yes, and so she just and and it was just an experiment. That's all it was. It was just an experiment. And then she put it together and it just exploded on her. And it was just like, okay. Because when Rapper's Bullet came out, my world changed. You know, rap, I mean, like you said, rap had already been around. It's just, uh, we didn't live anywhere where we were hearing it like that in the streets. But when it hit the radio, it was over. You know, so then it was Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, you know, the message. And the freak, Rick James, Donna Summer. Doobie Brothers, Michael Jackson. So, you know, again, it's radio. And now we're starting to hear all those little nuances. So all over the place and loving it. And it's like a, a melting pot of genres, you know, during that time, I guess, if you want right. to that, where me personally, I wasn't stuck anywhere like that. And I wouldn't have known what that meant. If you said what genre you're in a genre, I wouldn't have even understood that because I just knew all types of music. And that's all it was. It was just music. And around that time is when I heard Prince for the first time. And when I heard Prince is when I started to understand what I was actually listening to. You know, music took a whole different meaning and my level of appreciation appreciation actually grew. So moving forward at that point, 80s, 90s, it was all top 40 radio and most R&B and hip hop, because I was really getting heavy in hip hop and Prince was anywhere else. Outside of the radio station. So it was right. and DJs. And so I was hanging out at the parties and wherever the DJs were. And that's where it was Eric B and Rakim, you know, Public Enemy, oh, David yeah. Cole, EPMD and Boogie Down Productions, you know, and then you're getting <laughs> the gang. So we're bouncing back and forth, you know, between disco esque type music to um, rap and hip hop again. <laughs> UTFO. <laughs> get yeah. down, get down. <laughs> Lisa Lisa and the cult jam, you know. I love Lisa Lisa and cult jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, whatever we bought at the record store, you know, that's what it was as far as that. But it was, it was external influences outside of the radio more often. And also during the late 80s, um, and like you said, in the 90s, I was starting to pull back from music because I was losing it, was just. It was losing something for me, but I was doing bands and I was playing and I had different bands just like you did. I played and jammed with different people, and but it was always in and about music. And that's that's the kind of point of all of that. So we're not limited, yeah. you said. Yeah, so, so that's what you can expect here on this show. We are going to be playing music that is from, a, we get it from a variety of different sources, being that we are a, uh, a music site, I get approached from independent, artists all the times from managers from labels who are constantly sending me emails to review the latest releases from their artists uh and the artists just sharing the music that they just got finished with different types of things and and I, it just got to a point where it just became too much there was just so much music and i wanted to share it all but the problem was is that it's just uh, there really wasn't anything in place to kind of make that happen, that fit within the Funkatopia.com umbrella. So therefore, we came up with Funkatopia Soundstage, which still carries the Funkatopia name. We just can't just throw that away. But Soundstage kind of 
allows you to experience music from all genres because that that's the reality of it. It's like everybody listens to everything. It's just nobody just listens to jazz. Nobody just listens to funk. It's just it, that's just not how people are nowadays. It's just you're being yeah, and there's no one you can ask. There's no one you can say, what do you listen to? And them only say one thing. Everyone says, oh, I listen to a little bit of everything. Well, that's what right. this is. This is the soundstage. So you're going to get a little bit of everything. Like it or leave it, love it or leave it, you're going to still get it. Because uh, that's what reviewing and listening to stuff is. And that's that's how we open up. And we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago and even last week, how we're going to be starting to open up these ears for our, for our show and for what everyone else hears. And we want to bring that to you. So yep. So all that being said, we love all kinds of music. Even stuff we haven't talked about here, like uh, jazz, country, metal. Uh, we did talk a little bit about hip hop, but you know, some lo-fi stuff, whatever you got. I kind of feel, as I said, like most people are like us. They just like to listen to everything. So this show should speak to everyone. Uh, we would love to review your music if you're an artist, no matter what the style is. If you're a label, uh, if you're management, feel free to send over early release material or stuff that's new on the radar. Uh, just send it directly to us at shout at funkatopia.com. That's S-H-O-U-T at funkatopia.com, F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-I-A.com. Uh, even if you're, if you got a new album coming out or even if you're just pumping out singles, it doesn't matter. We're, we want to take a listen to it. Obviously... Most of this episode, which is our very, very first episode, uh, is helping you get to know who we are as hosts and uh, just just for this particular show, just for this show. But don't fret. We do have a few songs for you on this particular episode, and it's kind of just a taste of things to come. And the next episodes will be a brief hello. We may do a little bit of music news, but then we'll get right into it and just start hammering out some music that we would like for you to listen to. So hopefully you'll discover some new artists or some new songs from artists that you like, uh, learn about new releases uh, right before they come out. Yep. Just go out and help support artists. That's what we're here about anyway. So, All right. All right so let's break into it, shall we? we got a few songs for, to, for this particular episode. Track one for this episode. Uh, one of the things we'll probably do also is – I will set up a page at funkatopia.com slash soundstage so that whenever we do these episodes, we will list the songs that we talked about so that you can get to them. If you're not in a place where you want to write, you can write about them. If you happen to be listening on Spotify or Apple tunes, iTunes, whatever that you're listening to it on. I said Apple tunes, Apple tunes, <laughs> Apple tunes. Who knows? It's probably going to be a thing later. Who knows? Apple tunes. That way you'll be able to go to funkatopia.com slash soundstage and you'll be able to see some of the stuff that we talked about. But the first song I want to review is actually an old song. Mm. Kind of caught me by surprise. And, you know, whenever you have a song that's this good, it's kind of like, how did we not hear about it? Because we, again, our approach is we want to do new songs. We want to cover new songs. But I happen to be... I don't remember where I was going down a rabbit hole and I happened to stumble on this one track and I just sat there slack jawed watching this video and trying to figure out how I had completely missed this song. And I've thought, I thought surely the whole world has already heard this song and I'm the only one who has not heard this song. So I copied the link and I sent it to Jeff page 
And I was relieved <laughs> that he had also completely missed this track. Yes, so, it, it, and it is one of these songs that is just unfriggin' believable. And this kind of goes into the hard funk realm. And it's a song by Ed Sheeran, of all people. Ed Sheeran, which is kind of like a laid back kind of acoustic pop type of thing. But the song, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't expect this at all from him. This is what we're about to play. But it's a song called Blow. And it features guest vocals on this song also from Chris Stapleton and also Bruno Mars. So I'm going to play a little... Uh, actually, we're gonna. I'm gonna share the screen so that you can actually see this video because what's really, really cool is that instead of them singing it in the video, Love they it. have they have girls that are singing their parts, and it just adds a whole different vibe to the video. So let's check it out. You're muted. Yeah, I, I'm muted because I, I didn't want to talk over it and run the risk of. Go. Uh, oh my god! So I don't know how I missed this song, but holy crap! It's, it's this a song. I, I don't understand uh, how you miss a song like this. Like uh, the, the first off is, um, I guess a couple of things I, I learned about this track. Um, the first thing is that the song was released back in 2019. So this is pre-pandemic. If you can wrap your head around that. Uh, so it was released in 2019. It was on an album called Number Six Collaborations Project. And the way that, uh, there seems like, was there six of them? Apparently not. There was only one. It was uh, There was another one called Number Five Collaborations Project. And this was the follow-up to that. Uh, but this, again, is a song called Blow that features Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. But it also had other tracks on that album featuring Camila Cabello, um, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, others. There's like a bunch of different artists that are on that he's collaborating with. But that track that we just played, Blow, was not released as a single for some reason. But 
I just I just don't understand how you miss a song, how, how you miss that track, how, how that song was not on the radio. I don't understand. I mean, it's so it's so power, it's strong. It's just driving. It's like you, I don't you feel that. I don't know how it didn't make it as a single. Even I'm like, okay. I just I just don't, and that's the other thing too is that you know, you know, Chris Stapleton obviously has really a distinct sound to his voice. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of pick him out, but even. You know, Ed Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars are singing in a specific, more powerful, guttural, punchy way that makes it really, really difficult to kind of zone in and, and, and pinpoint them out. And then when you've got the additional visuals on the video, when you got the additional uh, visuals of these girls singing it, it's just it's just mind boggling. I mean, that is just yeah, it was well done. Was, yeah, this is like one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite tracks that I've heard in a really, really long time. I mean, um, one of the songs that we did not do in the past, we, we haven't highlighted it. We play it on the Funked Up app on the on the radio station that we have. Mm-hmm. We do play 777 by Silk Sonic. Right. Between, between that song, 777, and that song, Blow, those are probably two of my favorite songs that I've heard in a very, very, very long time. And of course, the one thing that they both have in common is Bruno Mars. Um, So I just think, you know, okay, Ed Sheeran to me just kind of seemed like he was always releasing the same kind of pop stuff all the time. Like it was just, like he was just following a a specific recipe every single time. Right. I mean, they all sounded different. All the songs sounded different, but they all kind of had that same. It seemed like they were all structured the same. Right. Um, and, oh, and, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> now, well, and musician-wise too, you know, as as a instrumentalist like you are, you know, sometimes you can hear a specific type of recipe. Do you do you go to church at all? Uh, yes. Well, okay. not much now lately. Well, have you listened to Christian music much that's on the radio now? They all, what's happening with Christian music right now is they all have this same exact recipe where it's kind of, kind of chugging along and then it breaks down really, really quiet and it says something and repeats it and says something and repeats it and says something and repeats it and it builds up and builds up and then it goes into this kind of crescendo type of thing. And that's been like a recipe for top 40 Christian music now for, a while like if you listen to any music on the christian radio they all do that now and so and i'm the reason why i'm saying that is because sometimes when you can hear a specific style of music and sometimes even with a specific type of artist you can hear their recipe like mm-hmm. you you know what they're doing like country music has pretty uh, straight yes absolutely. historically has had the same recipe across all artists there's that one funny that's that's the point. Yeah, and I think and that's what's funny about you know. Uh, there's one video I think it's floating around on YouTube where the guy takes like, he took like 20 of the country music songs that were at the top 40 during the same exact, like within a two year period, and mm-hmm. he strung them all together over the same beat, and it was just like it seemed like it was one long song. That, that's why it's so much easier to do medleys now. If you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. anyways. So I know that, you know, all I can tell you is that I am just so excited about 
that song uh, blow. I just wish he did more stuff like that. I wish that there were bands out there that did more stuff like that. And That's again, even though it's not new, even though it's been out, check it out. It's it is it is really good. If, you, if you've already heard it and you're listening and you're going, how did they not know about this? Sorry, <laughs> but it happens. Um, but yeah. if you haven't heard it, it's it's a, it's a dope song. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, so let's move on to track two. So that again, that was Ed Sheeran's song Blow with Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. You can uh, get that album. It came out in 2019, Collaborations number six, I think is what that album was, if I remember correctly, what it's called. So now let's move on to the second track from the legendary funk band Lettuce from your hometown of Boston. Or, well, not hometown, but you were, were you born in Boston? Born and raised. Yeah, yeah, so so your hometown of Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lettuce has been around for almost 30 years now. These guys have been around for a very, very long time. Every time that they release an album, it typically will land on the Funkatopia best funk albums of whatever that previous year is. Just because they stick to their guns as far as the funk music is concerned. If you want great jam band funk that's just... Consistent. Yeah. It's just consistent. Yeah. That's to say, it's it, it is what it is. They they have that style of music that they play. They play funk. And that's you know. I think it's one of the things we've always kind of admired about Prince too is that you couldn't pigeonhole him. They've always kind of called him like a funk artist. But the reality of it is, if you, with the exception of 1999, most of his albums had very little funk on them. Right. Right. I mean, well, controversy was pretty heavy, but you know, there was only a few albums that were heavily funk, and most of the time, was, he was rocking. Yeah, it was rocking out or new wave or just kind of weird, like you know, Andy, Andy Christian. Where do you put that? You know, yeah, he was experimental, and that's that's what he was doing, and that's what he did all the time. And it's just that his experiments, he was able to take those pieces of the puzzle and put them in anywhere he wanted. So right, so. Here it is. We've got uh, this new this band, not a new band. These guys have been around for almost 30 years now, a band called Lettuce. Uh, they are a funk jam band, just kind of one of those bands that is full of the most talented musicians ever. We've had some of them on Funkatopia. Uh, we've had Adam Deitch on the show. We've had Nigel Hall on the show. We've had Ryan Zoidis on the show. I mean, and these guys have played with a laundry list of They've been background musicians for a laundry list of, of people like Britney Spears and Robert Randolph and Lady Gaga. I mean, just everyone. So they're they've always they always come strong because they're just hardcore musicians and they do the jam thing. They're you know some musicians can't do that. Some musicians can't get on stage and just jam. They can't right. just say oh, let's just play, just jam. Right. We're gonna do whatever. Because a lot of times Lettuce will go on stage and they don't even have a set list. Right. So, Dave Matthews band does that too. You know, some of these bands will get on there and they don't even have set lists. They just kind of go out and they're just like, mm. those are the best shows, man. That's where the magic has happened. What are we going to put? And that's one of the reasons why we keep going back to Prince like we always do. But, uh, you know, he, he would typically have a set list, um, but his band had to know like upwards like of like 120 different songs because you never knew what was going to be called out and you better know that song whatever it is that he called out so that was really typical so anyways lettuce uh these guys now even have their own cbd products and they have like a partnership with uh i guess a cbd a dispensary uh i don't know where they're located at but it's called jackrabbit hill farms uh 
and it's called lettuce CBD. They're like a thousand milligram drops now. Have you ever done CBD drops, Jeff? Page? Yeah, I haven't done that. Nope. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I used to do it organically without the drops, but um, uh, those days are gone. Uh, so, but it, it is good. It does do a lot for you know. I know for pain relief and well, I can start if you need me to. I, I no, just, I mean, there's lots of medicinal reasons why people people do CBD. I have CBD. I have a couple of things of CBD here. But anyways, um, anyways, yeah. they have a brand new album out that is coming out June 3rd, 2022, called Unify. And we were lucky enough to get the entire album early. So we already have the entire album. We're not going to be playing the entire album for you, so you're going to need to get it yourself. Uh, but they did give us permission to play and share a new single from that album. It's actually the second track off of the album called Keep That Funk Alive, which features, uh, features Bootsy Collins, and uh, I, I love that Bootsy is on this, and I, he's a good friend of Funkatopia. And I also love the fact that he's, you know, they've got a song now that's uh, based on the, the bumper that he did for Funkatopia. Keep that funk alive. <laughs> Keep that Funkatopia. Uh, so he's got the song called Funkatopia. I mean, not Funkatopia. I wish it was called Funkatopia. It's called Keep That Funk Alive. And this is off of uh, Round Hill Records slash Black Hill Records. But yeah, it's going to be amazing. Here is a taste of Keep That Funk Alive featuring Bootsy Collins from Lettuce off of their album Unify that's going to be dropping June 3rd. Check this out. Keep that funk alive. So keep that funk alive. Say what? Keep that funk alive. I can't hear you, baby. Keep that funk alive. That Funk Alive with Bootsy Collins. That is off of Lettuce's new album called Unified coming out June 3rd. And man, it's that funk recipe. Now, Nigel Hall, uh, he is the keyboardist, but he's also an amazing singer. I mean, an incredible singer. Uh, I happen to be lucky enough to see him do a show one time. Was this a jam session show? I guess it was like the anniversary of uh, Songs in the Key of Life, I think. And he did an entire show where he covered that entire album. And I mean, he literally played and sang and he was killing it. I mean, he was killing it. Uh, but he had, when he does those keyboards and he comes up with those deep, it's just, it's got this sound that's just undeniable. Uh, just amazing. Just, a, just, just a great, great band. Uh, and if you've ever seen them live, whew, 
Um, okay. Well, this this was really, man, this song was really, I, I don't have any words other than <laughs> that melody for the lyrics, the vocal, the melody that he chose to sing, it just feels right in the pocket. Right. It's as in the pocket as it can get. I, as soon as he started singing, I just went, ooh, like, oh, <laughs> my back. <laughs> right there. Like, I got a switch. Uh, you know? <laughs> was, yeah, I want to kick myself. <laughs> it, it really uh, did. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, but, and again, all of Lettuce's, I think, one thing that occasionally sneaks in with a lot of lettuce albums, you can't experience lettuce um, in their full power until you see them live. Luckily, Funkatopia is on SoundCloud. I think it's soundcloud.com slash Funkatopia. And you can actually hear a couple of live shows that I have uh, recorded that that I attended one was in New Orleans and I think one was in Atlanta hmm. or Athens and uh they're okay with you bootlegging their shows they're like oh yeah please absolutely we want people to hear it we want people that kind of like Grateful Dead was and Dave Matthews band was that was that was actually what got people excited to actually go to shows and continue supporting them it's just you know a lot of people fought against it but uh some bands embrace it Lettuce is one of those bands and uh I have two of their shows on um on soundcloud on the funkatopia site definitely check them out amazing but absolutely be ready for the brand new album coming out june 3rd i'm sure we will be in minneapolis at that time when that gets released but i am positive that we will have lettuce on the show to talk about that new album uh, maybe right here on soundstage we don't know we, we haven't figured out the full potential of how we're going to utilize soundstage uh, but it's going to be very very similar to to what we're doing so Definitely a good choice for this one too, man. The energy he brings, just that that fun, that keep it alive, that fun flavor that uh, Bootsy brings, man, just takes that song. I think there's some, yeah, there's some people that just have that spirit and that approach yeah. about them, like Bootsy Collins and Snoop yeah. Dogg, and it's just like when when you hear them, you're just like, it's, it's over. It. <laughs> I know what this is. I know what this is. Wait, oh my back. <laughs> oh, oh no, and I'm all fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got one more track for you on our first episode here of Funkotopia Soundstage. Thank you so, so much for joining us for this first episode. Second episode, we're just going to go right into the music. We may talk about a couple of new music news items, but we're, we got a lot more music for you. But not a lot more. We're probably going to do about five or six songs. I said six. Probably close to five songs per episode just to kind of keep this in digestible pieces. Uh, but this will be the last song for this episode. And it is a track by a woman by the name of um, uh, um, Sibide, or Sidibe. S-I, yeah, I think it's S-I-D, yeah, S-I-D-I-B-E. Uh, so I think I spelled it wrong, because there's also that actress, Sibide, uh, that was in that movie uh, Precious or whatever. It's not her. I, matter of fact, when I searched for her, this artist, uh, that actress kept coming up, Gabriel Sibide or whatever her name is. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> uh, she's done this song. It's, it's a brand new track just got released called Telling You, and he did this song with Mono Neon. 
we all know Mono Neon, and being Prince fans, you know who Mono Neon, that, that off-kilter, alien-attracted bassist uh, who did a bit of good work with Prince, uh, although most of it is unreleased. Matter of fact, there is a whole entire album with Mono Neon and Prince that's called Black is the New Black. Hmm. And it's got a bunch of really great, funky tracks with him and with just Prince and Mono Neon. And of course, whoever the artists were at the time, it's probably Kirk on drums. I don't know who was all in the actual full project. Uh, but anyways, it a lot of that stuff that Mono Neon did with Prince is unreleased at the time. Hmm. But he also has a lot of solo work as well. So if you go and you follow him, on Spotify. I mean, he's, it seems like he's releasing a couple albums every single year, uh, but he's got a brand new song out. Well, actually, Sidibe, S I D I B E. You sure it's not Sidibe? Or is it, it could be, it could be Sidibe, it could be Sidibe. Sidibe makes, sounds better than Sidibe. It sounds like, I don't know. You reach out to us and let us know. Yeah, just, yeah, it could be. I'm going to go with your pronunciation, Sidibe. I'm going to go with that. But I had never heard of her before I, before Spotify kind of pushed this this track uh, on me. Um, But she's done a lot of singles in 2022. But her Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash Sidibe, S-I-D-I-B-E, uh, has already gotten the attention of a lot of different people like Lenny Kravitz and The Roots and Shelby J. And and what's strange is that looking at her, she looks like the love child of Chardet and Lisa Bonet. Now, I know that's not possible because that's, that's to women, but um, that's exactly what she looks like. She looks like a combination of the two. Matter of fact, I- I'm going to share... I'm, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to share a picture of her. And tell me if you don't see it. She looks like Lisa Bonet and Chardet merged into one. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't fully see it, but I, I kind of see where you're trying to go with that. I I mean, it, it's, 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 the light, it's the light skin, smooth features that she has on her face that lead me to Chardet. But it's those squinty kind of not stoned, but just kind of just chilled eyes and, and the lips of Lisa. But it's just, it, she just looks like the love child of Chardonnay and Lisa Bonet to me. She's, she's got a, 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 a nice melancholy, mellow sexiness about her, like that just mellow. drips out of it. Like it, I can see where you're, where you're coming with that. But. Yeah, it's, okay. it's just chill. She's just chill. Use it's my words chill. carefully and try not to sound like that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she, she's, yes, she's, she's gorgeous. She's got, she's obviously grabbed the attention of a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to figure out exactly how she got the attention of Lenny Kravitz and doing a little bit, you know, and the roots and Shelby J and all those people. I figured she's got to be tied to Prince somehow. And apparently she was. First off, she's the executive producer. Uh, she's, she is, she is an executive producer who's worked with Nico Stati, who works with Justin Bieber and Jason Derulo and Neo. And she also works with another person by the name of Warren Campbell, who's worked with Music Soul Child, Kanye West, and Angie Stone. And here's where her Prince connection is. She released an EP in 2016 called You Got the Luck that featured the song I'm Only Dreaming. And uh, you want to play a little bit of a, a clip of that song, I'm Only Dreaming. 
so yeah, so that is a little clip of of that song. Now, what now Prince actually heard that song and loved it, and he <laughs> and he hand selected it. Hey, sorry, I was getting a little bit of feedback. He hand selected it and he made it his purple pick of the week uh, on title shortly before he passed. So. Uh, so it was one of the, the the few things that he had, one of the last things that he had done before he passed was picking that song. It, to me, it sounds a lot like Andy Allo. It's very, very the same type of feel. Uh, but that came out in 2016. After that, she released an album in 2019 called Reckless Abandon, and then an EP in 2021 called Saturn Return. And as mentioned, since then, it's been pretty much singles here and there. I, I imagine there's a new album coming because everything that – all the singles that she releases in 2022 all have the same album cover. It's just the name in the corner is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming there's another EP coming or possibly an album. But this is the last song that we'll play for this episode of Soundstage. It is a song that she has just released with – bassist mono neon is called telling you here it is sidibe and mono neon telling you want to play that track if i could choose on my tomorrow find a way to spend with So I, I really like that track. I, one of the things I like about that track probably uh, more than anything is the positivity of it. Right. So, um, I mean, I think it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of positive messages in there talking about, you know, you're beautiful. And obviously she's singing to uh, this other person. I don't. Either way. Uh, I really like that. The song also, because it, it uh, you know, it's very gentle. Like that's the only way I can describe it. Like you said, it's a lot of positivity, but it, it's it's very gentle. It's it's a soft, loving song. You know what I mean? Like it's sweet. Yeah, and and that's that's what you feel. You know, you just feel like oh. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, and there's not a whole. I mean, and the cool thing about this is that one of the things that you notice about Mono Neon, if you've ever listened to his material, is that he has a very, very distinct voice, and he also has a really distinct playing style. It's very erratic, and in this particular song, he's really laid back, and he's just kind of just taken, like, it, it does have a very Chardet feel to it, to be totally honest. Yeah, I can hear the, the Chardet style so, direction yeah. a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so absolutely, yeah, so it's, it's definitely a, a strong song, so if you want to check it out, 
You can head to Spotify and check it out. You also probably pre-purchased this or the album or EP if there's anything new that's coming out. Uh, the website is Sidibe Official, which is S-I-D-I-B-E official.com. And of course, if you want to also listen to Lettuce, if you want to hear more about the Lettuce album before it comes out, that's I forgot to give you that address. It's Lettuce Funk, L-E-T-T-U-C-E Funk.com. So lettucefunk.com or sadibeofficial.com to hear uh, this track. And uh, I said, those are the three songs that we were reviewing for this episode of Funkatopia Soundstage. We hope that you enjoyed it. The other episodes that we're going to be doing are probably going to be shorter. They're probably most of these episodes are going to fall within a 30 minute window. Uh, this was a little bit longer because we did introductions and we kind of talked a little bit. And um, right. And we'll be part, writing that window too, four to six songs. So whatever's in that window and depending on the song or whatever's going on, um, it's, going be, it's going to be fun. You guys are going to yeah. enjoy this. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. The very, very first episode of Soundstage, Funkatopia Soundstage. And uh, it's been awesome. Let's We're signing out. Make sure you remind the artists that want to submit one more time um, where to send it to, to um, and, and get that in. And also when you do that, don't just send us a whole album and say, um, pick a song. Because we don't necessarily want to go through your stuff and pick a song. Send us what you want us to listen to, the one that you want to come out, the one that's coming out next. You know, try to, you know, it's your baby. So give us your baby. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to mess up your marketing efforts for sure. Right. If you got a specific type of single release process, right. just then, then do that. Right. Uh, so uh, absolutely, just send it to shout at funkatopia.com. That's S-H-O-U-T at funkatopia.com, which is F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-A-A. Just send it there. And we will take a listen and we'll get it on a, a future episode of Soundstage. We already have, I think, two or three episodes ready to go for Soundstage as far as laid out. We just got to just kind of record them and put them in. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So I hope you guys will tune in. It's going to be great. This is something new that we're trying. And I hope that you appreciate what we're trying to do. It's going to yeah, be a lot of fun. Comment, mention, you know, click on stuff, start to get the buzz out let us know what you think so we we know we, we're in the right direction because we'll continue absolutely and be sure to follow us on facebook facebook.com funkatopia uh, also youtube youtube.com funkatopia be sure to like and subscribe there as well any place that social media has got please make sure that you you check that out and uh thank you once again jeff page and myself mr christopher this is funkatopia soundstage episode one it's an awesome time, man. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Get ready for episode two. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. See you guys later. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we hope to see you guys soon. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>